Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everyone. Liv and Lex are super excited to share with you all this new two-part series, which will focus on finding your voice through storytelling. Y'all know in the Black Girl Flow podcast community, we are all about how to align our passions and our purpose. And we're bringing you two Black women who have done exactly that. We hope this series inspires you all to think about your own story and how stepping into creativity can bring us all closer to living in flow. So sit back and enjoy these creative guests as they reflect on their own journey of storytelling, including the ups, the downs, the highlights, the hard lessons, and most most importantly, the best pieces of advice they got along the way. I hope you all enjoy this series. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope that you all are feeling re-energized, recharged, 
rested since the last time that we've talked to y'all. Today we have a super exciting episode on my two favorite things, creativity and wellness, and we are super excited to jump into the conversation with our guest today. So today we are joined with Ali Arian, and she's a writer, content creator, and digital storyteller from the South. She first stepped into her storytelling journey at the start of 2012 as an outlet to escape her mundane college coursework. Her self-titled blog, Your Girl Ali, serves as a digital diary sharing insight, insightful commentary and advice through the lens of the Black millennial experience. Her relatable and transparent approach in the realms of create, creative wellness, sustainable fashion, and lifestyle has earned her the title of your neighborhood hope dealer, frequent gem dropper, and of course, ya girl. In her freelance time, she writes for Exo Nicole, interviewing Black women founders, entrepreneurs, and bosses. You can find her on Instagram for daily musings that spark inspiration and speak to the mindset and wellness of creatives. Her mission is to uplift, encourage, and inspire others through transparent and radically honest storytelling. Oh my gosh, now that we're done with the bio, thank you so much, Ali, for joining us. Um, for, for those tuning in to the YouTube live um, episode, she looks amazing. Oh, we love the gosh. green long sleeve um, shirt, the gold earrings. I mean, if, if y'all are even familiar with Ali, you already know she brings the looks on her Instagram. So wow. please, looks. by the Where end of this conversation, look? make sure that you're following her. I'm just honored. Ali, I have to tell you. So I, I got LASIK surgery last, last year. And I was like, am I ready to let go of glasses? Because mm -hmm. people like you who look so good in glasses, that oh. I'm like, I, it has to be a part of my style. So you're bringing, you're bringing it. You're bringing it. But it's the way I want to get like you. <laughs> At I know. Least in the next year, because I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. I want to wake up and have 2020 vision. The 2020 vision I missed out in 2020. I want to have it for my entire life and they're forward. So I'm trying to Okay, like, okay. So we're, we're, like two, yeah, we're two sides of the same point, but Literally. all that to say, mm -hmm. your style has always been phenomenal and we're so, so, so excited to have you. Um, before we get the conversation started and unpack so much of the amazing things that you've been up to, we got to start the conversation like we always do. Y'all know how the Black Girl Folk community gets down. We love to just check in with each other with a quick little pulse check. I'll kick us off because I'm feeling all the warm fuzzies um, to, to start this conversation and just continue. I feel like recently I've just been inspired by so much and like the yeah. people around me. Mm. And that's such a, you know, people always talk about being like, I feel recharged and renewed and all these things. And I'm like, I just simply feel inspired. Like I'm just looking around the people around me and I'm like, dang, like, wow. Okay. I know. I and, know. and just kind of soaking that in, like not saying anything about it, not letting it be anything, just being like, wow. And just giving a lot of people their kudos and their shout outs where they deserve it. Just being like, Hey, like, I really see you like doing your thing, like on your path. And so I just feel like that's where I'm at right now of just being sitting, being like, I feel like a spectator. I'm like, dang, oh my God. It's so crazy because you're also using this like first half of the year to disconnect from social. So I think that's also like another piece of it because you're being inspired from like, I don't know, the people around you versus 
always been consumed, but I don't really feel like you've ever been super consumed with social media, but I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Probably. We'll, we'll find that when I get back on, but you're right. And per, you know, usual Aquarius fashion, I'm, I'm gone ghost right She's now. Going <laughs> I'm away. <laughs> right. Actually, I love that pulse check. I, I feel a very similar energy. I think Lexi likes to say after my birthday, which is like at the end of the year, mm-hmm. I like to tap into my creative energy because it's like I'm all re-energized. You know, like when when it's your birthday and you pass it. I think some people are like, ah, oh, my birthday passed. Like I'm ready to go back to normal. For me, oh, it's like, gosh. okay, I'm on an upward trajectory. That's where I'm right. trying to cap. You feel me? Yep. Yes. <laughs> it's right. like <laughs> that energy. And so I feel like I've also been tapping into that energy. I've also been trying to read more and just study on some of the interests that I have. Like recently, I've been like, I want to learn how to DJ and mix. Like, what would that mm. look like? So that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm also feeling those, those creative fuzzies. What about you, Allie? Yeah, it's so crazy. I feel like I'm like right in like the mix of both of y'all because mm. like I too am off social media right now. Like I have to like pop in, mm. like drop some content because of a brand obligation. But I'm glad I left as soon as I dropped it. But um, <laughs> right. I, um, I just, I like to go into the new year on my time not Mm -hmm. like what the internet tell me to do not like what the social algorithm is telling me to do but like what I have like co kind of like created with God to just like implement and a lot of that takes me having to like pull away so I can get the vision and then hit the ground running whenever when I'm ready Mm -hmm. um and but then on the flip side kind of like how you mentioned I don't really celebrate New Year's, like my New Year's. Right. I celebrate my New Year's in the spring because like that's when all dead things, you know, are being, you know, the life is being brought back out of it. That's when my birthday is. So like everything's just kind of like, it's being pushed to March. <laughs> Let's just say that like, <laughs> I would still hit the ground running, but everything's being kind of pushed to March. So you're, you're like, in my head, we're still in 2021. So yeah. when March comes, <laughs> that's pretty much the beginning. <laughs> then I'll come out to play. No, but I think, yeah. and I have a theory and Liv has Liv's known me for years and she knows I have never been like a new year's resolutions or like mm-hmm. new year's who this, like all this stuff. But I genuinely think that black women operate on a different time scale. Like, I just don't think that we can conform to this 12 month. We're like, excuse me, did you want to like me to fit my divine essence in a 12 month year? Like, I will move (laughs) at my pace when I am ready. Like I always have. And so, cause I see so many just being like, yeah, that thing happened. That thing happened. It did happen. And I still look good, but like, we're not letting it change what we about, what we about. And so I love to hear that because I think that probably resonates with a lot of, um, of other young Black women just moving at their own pace and not feeling like yes. they have to fit it into somebody else's. Exactly. That's just where, where I'm at with it. And I'm at peace with it because it's one thing to say it and it's one thing to be like actually sit in it and be at peace with it mm-hmm. and kind of like be reluctant to kind of get into like the world's way of doing things when like where you're at is actually working so 
we here with it. <laughs> no, I love it. It's, it also kind of feels like a grounding before the spring where it's like, okay, if you're kind of setting your, your timeline of like, all right, when my birthday comes around, that's when I'm really feeling energized. I'm going to capitalize on that creative energy. Yes. Right now, I've got to spend all my energy getting grounded up until yes. then. So again, mm-hmm. love the vibes, love the Polish tech <laughs> as always, as yes. always, as always. So I think it's time for us to hop right into the conversation. Um, but before we get into the conversation, Allie, you had some thoughts on Insecure. Mm-hmm. You had some, you, she had them Twitter fingers on Insecure. Uh, 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 no. and, <laughs> and for those that have been tuning in, y'all know that we've had our own thoughts on insecure so this is like the pre pre conversation i mean we kind of got like the the post check was the pre pre conversation this is the pre conversation into the into everything because we have to hear your thoughts we have to because Liv and i okay. have very <clears throat> distinct perspectives and i need you're basically the referee what you decide will decide who's been right over the years Liv or i Oof. let 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 us know let us know what what very you- important very important of the finale okay i just had to gather myself because when i tell y'all when it ended i was watching with my sister and we both looked at each other like this like was that really what y'all did and here's why i have been a huge fan of Issa ray since awkward black girl days I feel yeah. like I was like the first thousand to watch the series, okay? Like we look yeah. at the view count on YouTube. And then I was so excited for Insecure, right? Season one, season two, season three mm-hmm. is when I started to see something that was very unsettling. Mm-hmm. So, it comes to the alignment of how I appreciate Issa Rae as an artist and how I see her eye to eye as a writer okay I watch shows through the lens as a writer okay Mm. and the way that season four was going I said it should have ended season four because I know I know know. and y'all I love Issa Rae I can't take hot take show was downhill season four and I was not excited for season five, but because I love Issa Rae and I am invested in the insecure story, mm-hmm. of course I sat through it. Did I watch it every Sunday? No. But when it was time for me to circle back, I was there. Yeah. The finale felt rushed. I was underwhelmed. And I was nostalgic, but disappointed. Okay, so let's let's run it back. So why did you feel like season four should have ended there? It should have ended there because that is a very hot take. What was it about season four? It wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> oh God. And that's what I'm saying. I look at the storyline, the plot line. The plot was not there. The connection of character development not Mm. there for me and it was Mm. very frustrating because i do feel like there is a lot of weight put on black creators to be like the one that gets it right and i'm completely like empathetic to that and completely understanding of that with that said 
you have so many great writers, directors at your disposal, why not incorporate them more often to get a more thorough story out to us? Because the stories that I, the episodes, sorry, let me reverse, because <laughs> I keep saying stories, but the episodes that I enjoyed the most were actually the ones that did not come from Issa. <laughs> wow. Because, because think, think about the burnout of a creator, okay? Like, sometimes I feel like it bleeds through a little bit. Yeah. And when I looked at the whole lineup of season five, I felt like Issa was done with it. Yeah. That's and how you I know what? It. I think you're actually articulating something that a lot of us felt of like, we would watch the episodes and be like, nah. But everybody was so committed to the franchise and to Issa, which speaks to her as a creator, okay. for her to right. have the following. It wasn't right. just the Insecure had the following. Issa has the following. And so that says something about her, but you're right. People were finishing, Living Out of Talk, and I was like, yo, I, like, I just watched it because it was on, but I just basically watched 10 minutes of B-roll of LA that I've seen. And, oh, and I was like, exactly. and then and then ten minutes of what, like, huh? And I was like, and I what think I'm, I, and I think I'm upset with it. Like, I don't even, I'm not even, I'm not even impressed. Like, I'm upset with the direction. Right. I think we can all agree that the finale felt rushed. Each episode, each each part of the episode. Happy birthday! <laughs> it's like, huh? It was like, okay, like, I know y'all are trying to fit in all of the missed opportunities, but, and and I'll say this, like, if there was one character that I felt like should have had more of a presence throughout the entire season, and like, throughout the entire franchise, it's Kelly. Like, I love Kelly, and the fact that y'all, right, the fact that y'all made her pregnant, and get a man, and all of these things like within like now the partner of molly's firm like all of the things so rushed like it it didn't feel right and it it was frustrating throughout the entire season because it was like after each episode you're like okay what happened like we're all kind of there and yes we are all very much like committed to loving and supporting all of Issa Rae's work i will say though I didn't have that same feeling after watching the finale, rushed or not. I actually was like, wow, that was such a beautiful ending. It was always Lawrence and Issa. I'm so happy like for them, like to see her career development, to see the Molly and Issa love story come back together in the end and to see their growth and to see even um, Tiffany, like Amanda Seals finally show a little bit more vulnerability towards. And I was like, I actually like, was really it I, it touched my heart but Lexi was like don't talk to me <laughs> no Allie go for it because I know go ahead because Liz already heard everything I said and I was like it's not even I was like I'm so unimpressed so let it let us let us hear your thoughts I feel like I always have like calm my heart rate when I'm talking about this um no not calm the heart yeah, rate like, my heart is like no okay I'm really bad but, uh, <laughs> but y'all what irritated me, and I'm giving myself the freedom to say I was irritated because the point of a season, right, is to carry out the progression of each character through 
throughout the span of the season, not in a 34 minute episode. Mm. And that is what I was disappointed in, especially with Kelly being that comic relief being that just like, oh, she's just over there to make everybody feel better and ease attention whenever there is. She is still a Black woman in a Black TV show, and she deserved to have a storyline outside of her, like, jokes and humor. Yeah. And sure. I think that's why it was frustrating, and as opposed to being, like, a congratulatory moment to see her thrive in that way, because she's been doing that the whole, the whole series right like ever since she came on the show like she's had that career she's had where is the story where is the character development how dare you do her like that in Mm -hmm. these chunks in one episode and that's what was that's what and it's interesting because I and everybody who watched the finale I'm like did you watch the take of Issa talking with the other um, I think one of the other writers or producers and they're like no and I'm like you need to listen to her talk about it because I think part of what happened is she knew what she wanted Issa's story to end with she didn't know what she wanted each of the other characters to end with and it kind of feels patchy in that yeah. regard she's like she goes, I knew, she goes, when I started the season, I thought Issa was going to end with Nathan. And then she goes, and then, you know, as we went along, it just got awkward. So we switched it up. And I'm like, ah, we can feel the switch up. Like, we can feel that you felt like, oh, and I think to your point, that's that creator burnout, where yeah. like, you think you have that vision. And then once it gets into practice, and you put all the fluff near it, then it's like, I think I've lost it. And now we need to pivot in the middle of it. And sometimes those pivots can be really beautiful because it gives breath to something that you didn't yeah. know you needed before. But then I think what you're talking about, like it's five seasons deep. We don't really have time to explain anything. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna bop in with this storyline. We're just gonna give Kelly this. And then it leaves like a little bit. It leaves a little, it just feels unfinished and it feels rushed. And I, I will, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I honestly feel like the time was wasted on Issa, on Issa and Nathan's relationship. And it should have been more about the connection and reconstruction of Molly and Issa's relationship. Nathan was a distraction. Nathan mm, was a huge distraction because I still do not get how all the turmoil that they went through and then they just pop up. He just never addressed it. Again. He never... And, People yes. kept saying like, oh, well, when they were walking through campus, that's when they got together. Right. I agree. Can I get it together with my friend over coffee? No. What about over lunch? What about just a couple of times that we just, you in the house, and they just popped up out of nowhere, friends again. And that, right. that was so confusing. After, mm. after she messed up her whole block party. They made a scene. No, and they make, and they make a joke about it. Like they'll tease each other about it at certain times. Issa's assistant. That's why she doesn't like Molly because she's like you fake. And so they still probe at it, but they so never they addressed just, it. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't with that. I, I just. I couldn't with that. And then why kill Molly's mama? That's I, what I'm saying. That was another thing. I was going to say that as well. It's like maybe maybe Nathan still could have stayed because it's like if she knew she was going to end with Lawrence and it's like, all right, maybe she needed a situation like Nathan to realize that she wanted to be with Lawrence. But regardless, Molly's mom situation, that situation should have been 
reconstructed for her and Issa to like figure out how to oh, get back into the group. So like there were just, there were just missed opportunities Literally. where it could have been like clear missed opportunities. Like each episode was kind of like a, what did I just watch up until like the last two? But those are our thoughts on Insecure. Yeah. I have to end my closing thought. This is my hottest take. Because I do think that she was going for this imperfect, perfect ending. I think that was like the whole thing. Like Molly can get her love, but her mom's going to miss it. Who's her, her like biggest proponent for that? Like everybody was missing a piece of their thing. You know, Tiffany was away, but she still got her friend. You know what I mean? Like everybody had this kind of like little missing yeah. piece. And that was supposed to be like, it's life. Like it's imperfect, whatever. I still that that trope still I'm like when you're talking about black stories you gotta be so careful with that because what did you just let these characters get away with and my take I love the like the final scene where Issa no longer has the imposter like that's powerful she's on the phone with Molly always and she says she always knew it was going to end with her conversation with Molly because sisterhood till the till the end I'm like okay Mm -hmm. she stuck to those but I will stand by this and I will catch, I'm saying this at the end because I am trying to catch no heat. <laughs> I ain't trying to catch no heat. Please, let's I see. still am so upset since she ended up with Lawrence. I think that was, a, that is a, perpetuating a very problematic stereotype about taking back the man who ain't it. But I'm gonna leave that and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that and let people come for me for that one. But I have to say, I can't end this and say that I'm happy with her being with Lawrence. I am not. Cause that was, ain't it? And I'm really, and I'm really biting my tongue. Okay. So y'all know the conversation always continues on our socials. So please make sure to let us know your thoughts. But yes, it's time for the actual, actual conversation. So, now that we got that out of the way, Allie, you're a creative, you're a content creator, but we want to know who you are at your core and what makes you feel the most creative. Oh, I really love this question um, because that's something I have been asking myself mm. lately a lot, um, especially just like being offline right now and like taking a creative sabbatical in a way um and I would honestly say to like at my core like I'm definitely a storyteller Mm. and that is something that I feel very like blessed to kind of like proclaim because it's a gift and I'm not afraid to say that anymore that like I am a gifted storyteller because I think the great thing about it is it allows me to be able to take it into so many different like disciplines and different avenues and just allow God to bless it. And that's something that I really am trying like to lean into a lot. And I'm very Christ-based. So I think that's why I keep like talking about God. I don't know anybody else's domination, but it is something that I really do cherish. And at my core, I think I am always trying to like listen to like my inner black child as well and I think that that is my compass because there is a lot about like my background and upbringing and struggles and kind of just like hard times at that what I find to be a very pivotal age bracket which is like six to twelve 
that yeah. has like impacted me and impacted like my worldviews and also trying to not suppress those experiences but look at them and anal- like analyze them and see how much they've changed as I become a black woman <laughs> you know like this inner dance between my inner black child and the black woman who I am today and so I think being a storyteller and a black woman who's working on her inner child is like who Allie is um today so no we love that I feel like reflection as a creative is just so powerful and then also like claiming claiming the fact that you're creative and that you're a storyteller and when we look throughout history like we wouldn't know correct history without the people that are sharing the stories and the people that are like documenting their experiences and I also love how you connect your childhood and like your faith and all these different dimensions to who you are at your core it's just that's like one of my favorite questions <laughs> to ask creatives because yeah and I think you know even hearing you talk about it I, I think it points out this really beautiful piece about like when you better understand yourself then you are able to be even more authentic in that purpose and and that's why I love that you're like you're able to weave all of that you're like I know I'm sitting and showing up as a black woman right now yeah like there's so much Mm -hmm. of of my context that got me to here Mm -hmm. that if I'm going to tell you about where we going then I got to tell you about where we've been (laughs) but (laughs) for yourself I just think that that like that's such an important piece because I think sometimes we frame it as like oh you gotta do the work like you gotta or you gotta do it the way somebody else has done it and there's some type of template to that but I think what mm-hmm. you're speaking yes. to is when you find your voice and you and you know who and what you're about then it's like that's going to speak through your purpose of storytelling in every facet and you're not gonna have to pick an avenue and I just think that that's like the true essence of being a black woman is when you yeah. can articulate that and you're like, oh no, I know what I'm about. And yeah. and I just, I know that I I love your blog, your girl, Allie, and the way you talk, like you can hear you. That's like the, the I know like this is our I first time people to I'm hear like, me, okay? Yes, it's so, and, and I'm like, it really is like your girl energy for sure. <laughs> and you also are a writer for XO Nicole and, and you talk about everything from, sex, beauty, fashion, and, and more. And, and Exo Nicole has been kind of this, like, this cultural landmark for Black women. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about, like, your journey to getting to that platform. And also all the people that you've been able to talk to, bosses, entrepreneurs, like, what have been some of those major takeaways from some of those interviews and stuff? We'd love to hear that yeah. journey. No, definitely. Because it's my blog kind of, like, was the avenue that got me to write for X on a call because um, basically I went to HBCU and it was in it's in South Carolina and it actually neighbors another HBCU so it's clearly two next door neighboring HBCUs and I was kind of like over my college and so I would like go to the neighboring school to like venture out into like different you know like the fashion troupe and the magazine classes that they had. And so um, I ended up meeting a girl there who actually turned out to write eventually for Exo Nicole. She had been reading my, you know, my blog post for a while and she reached out to me to see if I wanted 
um, a few of my articles to be syndicated on Exo Nicole. And I was like, of course you can go ahead, take them. <laughs> so through that, um, I actually started sharing like personal essays with Exo Nicole, formed that relationship with um, one of the editors. And then ever since, like I've just been able to kind of take that further um, and kind of like share stories on their boss of vertical, which focuses on, you know, black women, entrepreneurs and founders. Um, I think this is my favorite thing that I've been able to do actually, because again, with storytelling, um, it's such a practice, you know, like just being able to ask the right questions, but also create a safe environment for women to feel like they can actually be vulnerable and share those depths of their story with another black woman. Um, it's definitely been like an active learning practice. And so, um, not gonna lie, I have sometimes shaped my questions as advice. Because <laughs> if yes. I'm talking to the source, like, you know, right. you to get my little questions off because I am, okay? So, no, absolutely. I, mm -hmm, I definitely shape my questions as like a girl, what would you do in this situation? And um, a couple of things that have stood out in the past, um, probably like three things. So, I'm trying to make them quick. So one, I interviewed um, Alex L, who is like the godmother of oh, storytelling. We know. Oh, we know. We are she, I think Lexi put me on. Yes, Lexi I did put, put me you on. on. Cause I'm a stan. Stan. I don't stand people. Yeah. I completely. Because like I was following like ex, like Alex since like her Tumblr days and it ever oh, since then I just, yeah like 2013 like it's been a minute and so just to have that full circle moment um and like get to talk to her about her book that was coming out one of the things that I really appreciated her touching on was just like what legacy looks like for her and it just really put these into perspective because like she's not that much older than I am um she has like a husband a family and it's just something that really allowed me to be like dang like I could take this storytelling thing to like the next level in order to lay a foundation that's actually a living legacy for you know my offspring and for my name you know like my family name um and so after that I interviewed um I would call her like a business owner founder her name's Shannon Madone oh I'm about to tear up her name hold on give me a second Madone and she is the founder of Yahweh or, I'm sorry of Yahweh in Philadelphia and so it's like a pop-up shop and you know you can go there and like get little knickknacks from like yeah. different curators and one of the things that I really gleaned from her is that big things can happen in small markets because mm. I have lived in New York, I've lived in LA, and now I'm back home in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, mm -hmm. which is so different from, you know, the coast to coast experiences that I've had. And I had to look back on her story to see what she created in her hometown of Philadelphia, which, you know, is notable, but really small for the most part. Right. And just be reminded that what I'm doing here 
it doesn't matter that I'm in a small town. It matters that I have a big vision. And if I'm working for, you know, whatever brand or putting this out, like I'm reaching more people online than is like the number of people who I see from day to day in my town. And just understanding that like my gifts surpass my location. Like what I have to put into this world surpasses where I am on the map if what I have in me is bigger than that. And so that really encouraged me and something I kind of had to look back on often, especially since I've had to, since I'm back from LA and been back home and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I just love talking to black women, but um, <laughs> no, uh, that's so beautiful. And I feel like we just need to like pause and for those that are creatives that are thinking about you know, moving or, or just making yeah. a big change in their life and are not feeling good enough. Like mm-hmm. what you just said was a gem. Like, I know that it doesn't matter where I, where I am in the world. I have stories and I've got a talent and it doesn't matter where I am. I know that I am able to get this information out. And I know that I can connect with far more people than like I could have ever imagined. And yep. that again, takes the self-awareness and the self work to realize that so I just had to pause on that because what you said was so that's so impactful and it, it takes a while I think to get it does there. it does I especially agree. when you think that like you're gonna make it in this city or this city is gonna make you and it's like no every place that we know of it was the person from that place that made that place notable not the other way around like even like when you think of different rappers who are putting, who put Compton on the map, oh, nobody think about Compton, you know what I'm saying? It took the people right. of the community to, to put it on the map and actually have that thing just kind of like come full circle for them through their artistry. And I think that can be empowering with the way that the world's going to just be reminded that it's not about location, it's about your gifts. No, absolutely. And I feel like on top of that, you're always posting on Instagram, just like pick me ups for creatives and gentle reminders and letting people know. And I know that you recently did a reel talking about what you call bottom happy. So I just wanted to like bring that to the podcast. And if you wouldn't mind just explaining what that means to you and like how people can like be bottom happy. Yes. So I'm in therapy. I have been in therapy for an entire year and some change. So we yes. love that. We <laughs> love that. Love that. Black girl foe yes. community. We love that. We love, we that. love therapy. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> and I, um, my therapist is a black woman and she kind of fills in that gap of like auntie mama, grandmama, mm. um, which I actually need desperately so anyway um I was just talking to her after I moved back home from LA because the transition was like so jarring and I I wasn't managing it very well and so I talked to her about how home has always felt like a um it's always felt like a penalty to my progress because if I come home, that means that I must have been unsuccessful in whatever city I went out to. Um, And that's not fair, you know, like that's not fair, you know, for me having to occupy this space, but also to my family and to people who are like making everyday living in, in this town, you know what I'm saying? So 
Um, I talked to her about it and she told me that um, she offered that I kind of changed my perspective when it comes to um, feeling like I've regressed my progress and to think of the bottom as, okay, I'm a very visual speaker, so I hope you guys can, <laughs> this makes sense. Um, instead of thinking that I am at the bottom of one level, I have to think of it as I'm actually entering the floor of the top of my next level. Mm. And it's a shift that like, I'm not falling downward, but that I'm at the base level of my next step. And so that was what bottom happy meant because you have to be able to find peace find stability, find routine, find your purpose, no matter at the, of no matter what the stage is of life that you're in. And it's not that you're at the bottom, it's that you've exited one place to enter the new one. And so what I needed (laughs) to do was occupy, not be, you know, downtrodden and depressed because oh my god I'm not in LA anymore but to take advantage of that time and so I traveled more than I ever have my entire life because if I wasn't going to be living in some place that I thought I should be I would at least explore what else this nation this country had to offer that I felt like I didn't have access to because I really wasn't doing a lot in LA, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> different when I was in LA. Um, but I did the best I could. But being able to have some sort of stability of being home and then be able to venture out and come back home was something that allowed me to see the time as, again, not a deficit, but as opportunity. So, Liz and I talk about this all the time because it's a very real reality for Liz. So I'll give her a for second. So many, for, for so many of us, but yes. Yeah, so, yeah, because I think we've talked at one point um, out of like my close friend group, like, you know, I got like, a, I got a tribe. That's what I call them. But like out of the tribe, let's say it's 10, almost I think seven or six or seven of them were back home at some yeah. point in the past two years for a permanent, un, un you know, unknown, uncertain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I was telling my parents, I was like, I'm literally one of two of my friends that are are still out on their own, haven't gone back home. And, but here's what I think. And and I think it's so important. Black people, we're told that our success sometimes is as far away from our community as we can get. Mm. Sometimes we're told like, get out of there yeah we forgot that we're who we are because of what the community gave us and and i know the the work of nicole hannah jones is is who really put this in my perspective Mm. he's like when why like you have to think about what it costs you to be away from your family and and i'm one of i'm one of four me and my siblings are scattered across the country and i tell my friends now i'm like yeah, yo, it's like a little bit more hype than you think. I was like, to be away from your family, your resources. And I'm like, but don't get me wrong. I was like, I know it's not perfect, but I'm like, but that's where healing is. And if you can heal back at home, then imagine what you can do with your craft Mm. when you have that understanding. But if you're just running from something, 
then I'm like, then you just far away from the people who love you, who are supposed to support you, to the community that raised you, that gave you the perspective that you do. But as Black people, we're told, like, the further you can get away from that, and sometimes that's based off of survival. Like, sometimes people really got to get out. Like, I know, like, my parents, they, you know, literally escaped poverty when they got away from their home. But at the same time, now they're spending their whole like retirement trying to go back and I'm like see look at that look at what the world will do to you they will rope your behind home and say you didn't learn the lessons you were supposed to and this is the community that made you who you were so Mm -hmm. if you're feeling lost come back home but that's something that we have to really work to unlearn that we feel like we gotta go to the we gotta go and we gotta I, I was just recently telling two of uh, Liv and I's mutual friends, I was like, I don't know why people told you that you got to like grind and like hustle and, and, and live in a shoebox and like re- look a really ugly light. Like what? I was like, excuse me. I was like, I wouldn't wish yeah. it on my kids. So why am I telling people like I'm just out here? I'm like, I'm, I'm out here trying to cultivate <laughs> abundance. I think I need, yeah. no, not one but three. Like, yes. excuse yes. me, I'm not going for that narrative. Mm-mm. But that's a hard thing to be in the thick of. And that's why I love that imagery of like, you're not at the bottom, you're at the base of your next level up, bruh. Like, okay. you're still in this. What you mean you fell? Fell from what? Fell from, exactly. like, it's your journey. You you want to pass. You're not on a ladder, bruh. Like, chill, 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 chill. So I just think that's so exactly what you said. I know. I, I, I literally feel so overwhelmed with so many emotions from, mm. from you, like, proclaiming that because, like, like like said like i am in a i'm in a very similar position and i think so many of us are and i think if anything i've learned within the past year is that like growth is not something that we can use instant gratification for healing is something that's not something that we can use instant gratification for like it's going to take a lot of time and so it kind of feels like, all right, as I'm stepping into this new season where I might be, where I might consider myself bottom happy, it's important for me to assess what I need to like feel fulfilled so that I can grow at the pace that like I'm meant to grow. So sometimes it's not necessarily necessarily that like we need the new car, but it's like what, what I feel like that car will provide for me. So I feel like having a car provides freedom, right? Not necessarily that I need a new apartment, but like, I know that I feel fulfilled when I'm around natural light. So like going towards where there's natural light, you know? And so I feel like I'm in my own process of learning that, but that, wow. I think a lot of creatives really needed to hear that. I know that I needed to hear that. And I'm just so curious to like, hear what your wellness routine looks like as a creative in 2022 I know that you're in therapy like that is Mm -hmm. a sense of wellness and how you're coping with being back home and you know just all of that stuff yeah definitely so yeah therapy is definitely um the top one um because like (laughs) we need referees in our mind like I honestly believe that we need our mind to be refereed especially if you have an inner critic like I do Mm -hmm. and you can't really escape it all the time um to kind of like have that safe 
person that you can go to that you've actually built a rapport up with that can kind of provide you with an entirely different narrative because I think we talk about like healing a lot but we don't talk about what happens when we need to operate under a new narrative because that means we can't even think the way that we had that those patterns that led up to that thought or would come from that thought it's it's something you have to literally disconnect yourself with and so um i've become a lot more comfortable with living with new narratives and that has brought me a lot of peace Mm-hmm. um like a lot of peace <laughs> and um I'll honestly say that one of the other things too is that I have to and I'm determined to incorporate more play into my life because again we're doing a full uh, embodiment of inner child to out a woman and so um I had this dream I don't really share my dreams a lot but I had this dream where I was just like roller skating at like this top like top speed no one else was on you know on the track and it was just me and my arms are out and I was like I could feel myself smiling in the dream and it just reminded me how much like being outside and you know like putting on like my rollerblades as like an eight, nine-year-old was such a freeing experience for me that I like forgot about or felt like I couldn't get back to. And so I like told my sister, I was like, look, like I got to get to the rink. Like I got to get to the skating rink, like at least like twice a month or however it's going to be set up just so I can incorporate more play and actually have those moments where like nothing else matters except for what I'm doing right now. And um, also just journaling, that is something that has not left my wellness routine, but I feel like we'll probably get more, not intense, but just more intentional um, this year because um, as, as much as I don't necessarily connect with New Year's resolutions, I do connect with declarations and actually speaking life to what I feel could actually come of the moments that I pray I'm given this year. And mm-hmm. so speaking that over myself and actually declaring that like, yes, this can happen, this will happen, I am, is something that um, I am <laughs> incorporating <laughs> into my wellness routine this year, so yeah. Oh, I, know. Uh, uh, I know that. I, I think play is so important, so, it, so important. Like I, I'm a big nature person and I am obsessed with trees. And I often ask people, I'm like, when was the last time you were in a tree, hugged a tree, like just was a kid in a tree. And I think that's something too, that like to live in nice friendship, we have a very playful friendship. She's like one of the Mm -hmm. few people that like, if we're around, like we're wrestling, we're like, we're, we're literally like two eight-year-old little girls Mm -hmm. being like, let's paint our nails. Yes. (laughs) And it's nothing but the purpose of being playful. It's yeah, nothing but the purpose of being goofy. And it's nothing, it's, 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 it's nothing besides that. And that is such a beautiful freeing concept. And I just love that there are other black women that are leaning into yes. that play yes. because it's, it, to your point, then you just find yourself doing just things that just genuinely make you happy. Yes. No, absolutely. Yep. I, I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing play. I'm hearing therapy 
and I'm hearing journaling. So creative, listen up. Those are the three things <laughs> right there, right there, write it down, write it down, write it down. We love to hear that. Yes. Well, Ali, I could talk to you all day long <laughs> and we just can't thank you enough. We always end conversations um, asking our guests what it means to be in flow to you. And so as we come to the close of this conversation and you have dropped true to your name, a gem dropper, you've dropped a lot of gems. You've yes. given us a lot of a girl energy. Yes. You brought your expertise in your embodiment of a storyteller. I'm like just overjoyed with energy because you live it out. This is what authentic creative energy looks like, sounds like folks. So what does it mean to be in flow to you? Yes. Okay. Okay. And this is something that I've recently um, took ownership over. And being in flow right now with what I ha is available to me is not treating myself like a project, not treating myself like something that needs constant improvement being detaching myself from symptoms of perfectionism mm -hmm. and thinking that in order for me to progress I have to have a perfect track record mm -hmm. and that is something that has been very freeing for me and it's also been something that I've had to like share with the people around me because like I'm not always gonna get it right and you know, like I'm looking to expand my streams of creativity this year and people are going to be hearing a lot from me this year. And mm -hmm. again, I'm not going to always get it right, but I can assure myself that I'm going to be me in the most authentic mm -hmm. way possible. And I think being authentic and being true to yourself and knowing that there is freedom in mistakes and there is freedom in learning from them is something that I am owning to be in flow with my most authentic self. That was so beautifully said. <laughs> that was so beautifully said. Y'all might have to go back 30 seconds just to hear that because if it's one thing me and Lex love, we love an authentic and vulnerable moment. We're very authentic and vulnerable through this platform. I think it really allows us to connect with other Black women. And I feel like the more that we can just show that we are all real people and not just like internet personalities or like robots that are always trying to be quote unquote that girl, we're always quote unquote working on ourselves and treating ourselves like a project, the more that we'll really be able to like elevate as a community. So yeah, we love that. And we're so excited to be hearing more from you. We want to know like what projects you have coming up. Like, is there anything that we should be on the lookout from? Should we just subscribe to the newsletter? Like, to blog? like let us know you, so how people can connect with you. When I tell you I'm coming for people's heads this year. I love that. We are here for yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> our Earth Tribe energy. We're like, we're grounded and we come in. We come in. That's what it is. <laughs> I am so let me I'm sorry I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get my rocks off but I'm gonna say this I am so I feel so empowered to take up my space in my corner of the internet to transform lives through radical storytelling and adding color 
and colorful conversations back to the forefront because I'm not a neutral girl. I don't wear my brown. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. (laughs) Like all of this is a very intentional branding strategy because there is boldness in color and there is boldness in my black identity and the way that it's about to get rocked this year like I'm excited I'm going to be doing a lot more speaking life to you reels I don't care about the number count I care about getting the message out and I will be (laughs) I love it I love it I love it I love it I'm just I'm 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 going to be, you know, getting some information out there on, you know, on some different platforms, okay? Um, I have a vision, y'all, and I'm not playing with with nobody this year. She said, get this earth tone shit out of my fucking face, (laughs) all right? She was like, let's bring back color in 2022, please, with the quickness. I'm so sick and tired of y'all minimalist luxury people she was like I can't do it (laughs) I just can't so um I'm excited (laughs) and that's why I needed to take a step back so that I would I'm not I can't take breaks no more because if I take breaks I'm playing with my purpose and this ain't a game and so that's what my focus is and I am excited and I actually feel focus okay yeah she said she said after this little creative sabbatical y'all hoes better be ready and we hear you we hear you and we are waiting and she said it's not even where you think you're gonna find me she goes just wait just wait she goes it's not even where you think she's gonna pop up on y'all it's new new it's that new new no this this has been such a refreshing conversation I think I might just have to listen to this. This this might be one of those episodes I listen to in the morning while while I'm getting ready. Hello. Just just for that morning motivation. Because the gems that you dropped, even that your therapist dropped. Ooh. That's my girl. My therapist, that's my girl. So shout out. Shout out to all the black <laughs> therapists. Allie, it was a absolute privilege. And no, you got a whole tribe over at Black Girl Flow that's got your back. That's room for you to get you and yours. So we can't thank you enough for joining, dropping all your gems, sharing a little piece of you with us in the community, just to get us, you know, to that, to living in flow, to telling our stories, to living in our purpose. And you're the perfect example of that. So thank you for blessing us with the conversation, the Black Girl Flow community. We encourage everybody to go check out your content and get on the no-no so that when I come back, she, you ready, you ready to, you ready to jump on. Thank you so, so much. And thank you both so much for this opportunity to just be in conversation with y'all because like this type of stuff, oh my God, it just energizes me. And I just am so grateful that you all extended the invitation. I just see great things through you all, just authenticity and just thank you we're gonna get you back on the podcast thank you so much and like always we are closing out our episode with peace love blessings y'all take care and we will see you next time bye all right that wraps up our episode this week don't forget to go check out black girl flow podcast on social media and even check out our new youtube channel to continue the conversation there. 
We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.